I can't fix you, right? You have to fix yourself and identify the goals that you want to accomplish or that you want to um, achieve. You know, usually most people present to me when they are not getting it right. It's part of life, and the more we grow, the better we become, the more empowered we become. I think one of the biggest misconceptions about sexuality is that everybody can get it right. Welcome to our podcast, a weekly discussion with people who are in the business of pleasure. Brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Once a week, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the sexual health industry, entrepreneurship, relationships, and empowerment. Interviews will include the founders of Bedroom Candy, some of our amazing consultants, entrepreneurs, sex toy designers, as well as educators and experts in the industry. Join me, Nadine Thompson, president of Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties, on this journey of self-discovery as we wash away age-old stigmas about sexuality, self-love, and to learn about the lives of the people that make their living in the business of pleasure. Welcome to this episode of The Business of Pleasure. Today, we have the honor of speaking with a really, really fantastic woman, Dr. Tamara Griffin. Dr. Tamara, I have forgotten where you are living now. I know that you've moved. So where (laughs) in the world are you? Right. Great question. First of all, let me just say thank you, Nadine, for that wonderful introduction. I am so honored and very blessed to be able to chat with you um, today. Um, so where am I now? It's like, where in the world is Dr. Tamara? Well, yeah. Currently, I am in <laughs> I am in Flint, Michigan, um, oh. very briefly. <laughs> I will be leaving here very soon. I'm not quite sure, but it will definitely be back to the West Coast so that I can partake and appreciate some of that warmer weather over there. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking I would like to move somewhere warm. I'm getting older, and I think that I am drawn back to my Caribbean roots of warmth and sunlight. And oh, I've yes. been in the New England cold for a little bit too long now. So I, I feel like you, like I need to be with that sunlight and vitamin D. So, um, yes. yeah. So I am just really, really Really excited to have you on the call today. Um, Tell us a little bit about, usually, you know, sometimes I read people's bios, but I always think it's nicer when, maybe let me just ask you, what do you do for a living? Oh, my gosh. What do I do? I am, uh, I guess, a sexologist, a sex therapist, a sex doctor, <laughs> you know, whatever whatever term, you know, um, is, is exciting and inviting at the time. But really, no, I am a clinical sexologist, so I do a little bit of, of, of therapy, sex therapy, as well as speaking, writing. Um, yeah, and so I've been doing this for, gosh, about 25 years now, I would say. Wow. Else in this world. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sounds like a long time, but there's nothing else in this world that I would rather do than, you know, empower people with the information and the tools that they need to make decisions regarding their sexuality. Interesting. So I have, you know, I'm also a therapist. I'm not a sex therapist. I'm a child and family therapist by training and group therapist. And I know that um, you know, people come to therapists with specific issues. And, and in my practice, it was always, you know, family-based issues. I would mm-hmm. love to um, ask you, when does someone call a sex therapist? What, you know, is there is there a common or a, a, a complaint or a symptom or something that people, you know, that you hear more than others when people call? 
You know, usually most people present to me when they are not getting it right. You know, that's the term that they are using when they call me. I'm just not getting it right. I can't come. I can't have an orgasm. You know, I'm having problems in the sexual department with my husband or my wife or my partner. And so usually, or also there may be some type of reproductive health condition. And as a result of that reproductive health uh, condition, they're not able to experience pleasure, meaning most times um, often orgasm. And so usually that's when a client will present to me. But what's really interesting about sex therapy, um, although a client presents with a sexual nature or a sexual a challenge, when you get to the heart or the root cause of their issue, it's not sexually based at all. It's something, you know, that may have happened back in their history. Again, it may be a, a medical condition that they don't know about, or it may be relationship or intimacy uh, issues. Um, <clears throat> or again, uh, like they may have experienced a trauma. So when we start to peel back those layers, it's something much deeper. And the wonderful thing about me is that Although I specialize in sex therapy like you, um, Nadine, I am grounded in mental health therapy as well. And so the beautiful thing is that if they present with a sex therapy issue, I can then go back and do a biopsychosocial assessment to be able to address whatever the root cause is um, that uh, the root cause is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's interesting. So they come in with an issue like, you know, with their sex life and they come to you to kind of explore and figure it out. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you find that there are other underlying issues that that can be addressed. So it's, it's a wonderful thing then to be able to help people explore that part of their lives. Oh, yes. Again, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing a client accomplish their goals because, like I tell all my clients, I can't fix you, right? You have to fix yourself and identify the goals that you want to accomplish or that you want to um, achieve. And then we create a plan together for them to help, uh, for them to be able to reach their goals. And so um, I think it's so rewarding to really see a client meet their goals. And we start with small, uh, short-term goals, and then we work up to long-term goals. And so just to see a client walk through that phase, that journey, is so rewarding to see them be able to um, achieve what they want to achieve. Yeah. One of the things I love about therapy and I like about clients and I'm reminded about it as I speak to you is the idea. I mean, I am in awe and very encouraged by the fact that you are able to meet with people who have the courage and the resilience to be able to call a therapist and call a sex therapist and be open about that because those are things that generally we have a lot of shame issues around Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. or very private issues or things that we've learned that you can't discuss or if you're not great in bed you can't tell anybody but the ability to pick up the phone and say I need help with this to me that shows a tremendous amount of courage and growth and they're halfway along the journey at that point, aren't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Because just like you said, sex is one of those things we all think we should know about. We all think we should be great at it. And then when you add to the fact that you're experiencing some type of reproductive health issue or some type of shame and stigma or guilt um, surrounding, you know, this particular challenge um, or this area in your life, it really creates those layers that you do have to be able to peel back in order to address. So, yes, clients do have to uh, present with a lot of courage, a lot of strength and a lot of vulnerability. And like I, I share with my clients, is actually strengthen your vulnerability because the fact that you're able to ask for help um, gives you a leg up, you know, a, 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 um, 
a leg up over a lot of people because some people don't even have the ability to ask for help. But by the fact that you're here, you're calling, you're in my office, you're emailing, and you're and you're asking the questions, it shows that you want to grow. And growth is a part of life. And the more we grow, the better we become, the more empowered we become. So, yes, I really salute those clients who are able to overcome those barriers and those obstacles and be able to talk about such a difficult um a topic because not even in a, in, in um, a therapy session, just in general, when I'm doing workshops or conferences and conventions, you know, talking about sexuality is just it's so taboo, and so to be able to create yeah. that safe space is so important. Absolutely. Tell me, what are one of the biggest misconceptions about sexuality? I think one of the biggest misconceptions about sexuality is that everybody can get it right, you know, meaning that oh. we are, we don't need help in this area, you know, but I, I, I think sexuality is just like any other area of, of our life. You know, if there's something that we don't know, we have to be willing to step outside ourselves and begin to ask those questions. Because what we find is that oftentimes people don't have conversations about sexuality, you know, growing up. It's not taught in schools. And if it is, it's taught from a certain lens, a certain viewpoint. So there's an important part of that conversation that's missing, you know, um, if it is taught. So I think that one of the biggest misconceptions is that you know, I shouldn't ask for help or I should, or because I should already know everything there is to know, especially as an adult about sexuality and how embarrassing is it for me not to know my reproductive system or how embarrassing is it for me to know that, you know, a woman has three openings in the reproductive health, in the reproductive um, system versus two or whatever the case may be. And so I think that people people carry this shame and this stigma and this guilt about um, sexuality because they think they should know it as an adult, but yet they don't know it. And because they don't know it, they may be afraid to ask. And I think that we have to really start having conversations about healthy sexuality and normalizing them so that people know, hey, you know, this is a normal part of life. Our bodies grow and change. And as our bodies grow and change, we have to be able to adapt to those changes and be able to ask questions about the things that we don't understand. Interesting. Are you still here? Yes, I'm here. Oh, good. Oh, so one of the <laughs> things as I was listening to you that I think is a misconception, and I'd love to know is you said women have uh, three openings rather than two. What are the three? Yes, the three, the uh, urethra, the, the vagina, and the anus are the three openings. And it's so interesting because a lot of times people actually think, you know, I've done workshops and women actually think that they are urinating out of their vagina. They don't realize that they're actually urinating out of their urethra, you know. Oh. And so it's those types of conversations that they missed, you know, somewhere oh. growing up and no one was able to have that conversation. And so, again, that's why it's so important, you know, that you're doing these podcasts and, and things like this so that people are being able to be educated properly. Oh, yes. The business of pleasure is a really interesting <laughs> yes. thing. Dr. Tamara, I really, at Bedroom Candy, we sell one of your books called I Am Sex. And it is really a tremendous book. And when I looked at it, I said, you know, we have to carry this in the line. And I, you know, when I started at the company and we brought it in and now we include it as part of our, our entrepreneurs kit, because I think it's just such a valuable tool for consultants, um, helping them to understand what sex is and what sex is about, but also a great tool because I know that 
many of the customers have just as many questions and are asking. And many of our consultants know a lot and they do a lot of self-educating about the area of sex. But I think having someone like yourself uh, with a book like I Am Sex out there um, for both our customers and our consultants to have as a resource uh, to get some of their questions answered is so important. So let me begin by saying thank you for that. Um, what inspired you to write I Am Sex? Well, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate that because <clears throat> I Am Sex is a very important tool for women as well as men. And what inspired me to write that is just that because it's a very important resource. It's a very important tool that both women and men need to, you know, to, to be able to have access to in order to answer any questions that they have about sexuality. And so... For me, um, when I was growing up, you know, my mother was the, the, the tool, the person, the resource that I had to talk to about sexuality. And all of my girlfriends, you know, would come over and we would have conversations and my mother would be that person to have that conversation with us because they could not have that conversation with their mothers or their aunties or their big sisters or their cousins. And so as I continued to grow up and continue to, you know, uh, stay in this field of sexuality, I thought like, wow, you know, if no, if other young girls don't have these resources, then, you know, there's a gap, there's a need for there to be a comprehensive resource about sexuality out there. And so throughout my years of being in this field and talking to a lot of different women and hearing the stories and just my personal journey um, into this field, as well as my professional journey into this field of sexuality, I thought it would be awesome to have a comprehensive resource, like a one-stop shop type of a book, where women could go and find out about um, sexuality and mm. answer all of their questions. But not just from a physical standpoint, but from an emotional, social, mental, spiritual, legal, economical standpoint because all of these dimensions of sexuality impact us and I think that's the piece of the conversation that we're missing and so um, we talk about sexuality from a physical standpoint all the time the orgasm the sex positions the, the the toys you know those are all wonderful things and we get that because society tells us that all the time right and so I wanted to bring in that other piece of the conversation that um you may not be having around sexuality. And so I figured out that I Am Sex would be a great tool, a great resource um, for women that has that conversation and acknowledging those, those other parts of sexuality, those other dimensions that we don't always talk about. Right, right. Now we talk about women and you mentioned men. Do you find that men gravitate to the book as well? Oh, absolutely. I've had so many men tell me that this book it's definitely been very beneficial in helping them understand the complexities of women's sexuality, not just from a reproductive standpoint, but also in terms of like um, <clears throat> the, uh, orgasms and, and how to communicate more effectively or how women may feel, you know, in terms of their emo emotions and how the hormones impact their emotions and their bodies and, and things like that. And also just like the reasons why women have sex and just so many other things. So many men have said, yes, this is a resource for helping me to a be able to understand my partner, but also to be able to have the conversation with my daughter um, and my nieces and my sisters and my cousins, you know, when the time is appropriate. So, yeah, I think men are really gravitating to the book as well. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So one of the want to end uh, today there you you've written other books. Do you want to share some of the other titles of your books, Dr. Tamara? Absolutely. Thank you for that. The, uh, one of my uh, most recent bestsellers is called It's Not 
the birds and the bees, it's uh-huh. sex. And it's a comprehensive guide on how adults can talk to children about sexuality, the spectrum of sexuality. And so um, I think that's an important resource, especially now, because um, we're not in many school systems around the nation, uh, comprehensive sex education has been taken out of school. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's not the birds and the bees, it's sex helps to fill that gap. And it helps parents to, and, and other uh, trusted adults, it helps them to be able to have the conversation with their child or you know, um, other children about sexuality. So I think it's a great resource and I, um, it's available on my website as well as, you know. And what is your website? Yes, my website is www.drtamaragriffin.com, and that's D-R-T-A-M-A-R-A-G-R-I-F-F-I-N.com. Wonderful, wonderful. And you have another book as well that I have in my office. Oh, yes, Live Inspired, Feel Empowered. That is my very first book. And that book is about relationships and how unhealthy relationships can destroy you, mind, body, spirit, and soul. And it's almost like a workbook, so it's based on my personal experience of going through a divorce and, you know, just spiraling kind of out of control. And what I did, the tools and and things that I did in order to rebuild myself and to empower myself. And so um, it's based on, um, like I said, my personal story, and it's a workbook. And so um, it, it provides you with tools to use to get out of the relationship, but also to prevent you from getting back into the relationship again. Oh, wonderful. I really want to invite you back to the business of pleasure and have you speak maybe on separate um, interviews about both of your books, because I think they could be entire interviews all by themselves. So I would love to have you back. I have a couple more questions for you before we end today. One of the ones, uh, one of my favorite questions is um, that I like to ask people is if and what they do in the business of pleasure, um, do you feel um, in your role as a sex therapist, um, do you feel that by giving women the chance to be more open and bold with their own sexual satisfaction, that you are giving them the courage to be more daring with their lives in general, their dreams, their ambitions, risk-taking? Do you feel that sex therapy gives women that opportunity to be courageous? Oh, absolutely. I totally believe that there's a direct correlation between uh, being confident in your sexuality and being confident in who you are as an individual. Because what I found in working with my clients, even myself, the more confident I am um, sexually and in my ability to take control of my sexuality and navigate my sexuality, the more uh, um, confident I am outside of the bedroom or wherever, you know, a person is choosing to have sex at that particular time. I think it's a total correlation, I think, because because like I said, for me, when I'm working with an individual, I'm teaching those tools. I'm teaching communication. I'm teaching negotiation. I'm teaching conflict resolution. I'm teaching all wow. of these things that are also needed for everyday life. And so absolutely, there's a direct correlation. Oh, wow. Do you have a favorite bedroom candy toy? Oh, yes. I love the candy pop. The candy pop is (laughs) one of my favorite toys, and it's one of the ones that I recommend um, to my clients whenever I am talking to them. And I actually, I think I actually featured the candy pop in one of my articles um, last year as a great stocking stuffer. Oh, yes. What fun. Yes. One of the fun questions we ask people all the time, or I I like to ask, if you were a sex toy entertainer, what would your stage name be? 
A sex toy entertainer. Um, gosh, let me think. That's a great question. If I was a sex toy entertainer, um, what would my name be? Probably, uh, oh, goodness gracious. They didn't even stop me. <laughs> <laughs> but it would definitely be something um, that would be geared around um, orgasm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So if you think about it, let me know, and when we're doing when we're doing the um the blog for the podcast, I'll mention that under your name. So that'll be fun. That'll be your homework for today. What's your stage name going to be? So, Doctor Tamara, you are just really tremendous, and I am really grateful to you for the work that you do. I think it is so valuable. Um, we are, you know, this podcast is called The Business of Pleasure. Uh, this is your business. It is helping people to achieve pleasure in their lives, as well as all of the other rich things that you help people to negotiate and resolve and most important, be courageous about. And we are very grateful to you for the work that you do. We are grateful to you for the books that you've written. And we are grateful to you for the speaking engagements. I've had an opportunity to hear you speak twice now, and I'm always in awe of you and uh, just all of the wonderful gems and nuggets of wisdom that you're able to share and how you're able to help people with this very taboo-based you know, topic. And so uh, it is great, the work that you do. And I just want to thank you very much for being a part of the business of pleasure. Um, before we end today, um, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners before we close out? I just want to first of all just say, you know, I want all the listeners to know that you are always responsible for your sexual health. And it's so important that you find the tools and the resource to educate yourself and to keep yourself informed um, about your sexuality. And just to always remember that, you you know, if you need the help, there's help out there. Don't be afraid to ask questions because there's so many valuable resources and tools. And, that, and I'm always available to be a resource. And again, I just want to thank Betram Candy. I want to thank you personally, um, Nadine and Rita and and of course, Candy, Brian, and Sookie, like everyone, and of course, all of the Jim Candy consultants, because you all show me so much love, uh -huh. um, and I really appreciate the support, and thank you for this opportunity, and I look forward to our continued relationship and seeing you guys in the, in the future sometime soon. Yes, we want to have you back. I really want to talk about It's Not the Birds and the Bees, because I know that we have a lot of listeners um, many of them who have children and they want their children to have healthy sex lives. And I think it's really important. So I would love to have you back on the business of pleasure to speak about that uh, soon. But thank you so much uh, again on behalf of Brian and Suki and Candy and Rita and the entire bedroom uh, candy community. We thank you very much. Thank you for being um, a guest on the business of pleasure. It's been a real honor. Thank you so much. You're welcome. The Business of Pleasure is brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Tune in next week to listen to our next fun episode of The Business of Pleasure. An up-to-date listing of all our episodes can be found on our blog at www.bedroomcandy.com forward slash podcast. And that's candy, K-A-N-D-I.